Hey, it's Extra Angie for breakfast. Thanks for being here. You get a little extra in the podcast. It's just a different style of presenting, I suppose. When people switch onto the radio, it's early morning. They want to hear some music. They want to know what's happening for the day. Uh, They want to know what's happening for the weekend and all those bits and pieces. And uh, to be honest, I don't want to bog it down too much with some of the nitty gritty. But at the end of this podcast, I do have something to say. You see, I was called a virus on the internet yesterday, and I would love to pretend that it didn't affect me, but it did. So I'll talk about that later. But between now and then, so much. Spoke to the top cop of the Southwest. Um, I caught up with Wade Baddock from Seasawing Marine, boating, camping, fishing adventures galore. The Festival of Bustleton is happening this weekend, and I want to fill you in on the details on what's happening there, including the fireworks. And I need to recap something with you, something very cool that happened on my last week of work last year. Lila from Bunbury Drilling Company, I have to ask her about this, but anyway, her and the guys must have been chatting at work, and they wanted to come up with a challenge for me. So I received this phone call out of the blue. And it set my mind on fire. So, um, me and the guys here at work have been chatting. And um, you know how you're always up for a bit of a challenge? (laughs) (laughs) And what we're thinking, how does it sound or the idea of doing a live broadcast or broadcasting underwater? Right. How good does that sound? So since then, I've been working behind the scenes to figure out if it's possible, if I can do it from a legal perspective, um, who can help me. So introducing Tori from Commercial Water Dive, who I spoke to this week, and we've got some excellent news. I've been promising you an update on the challenge that uh, I've been asked to do and see if I can pull off and that is to do my show from underwater and I told you that I had good mates in the circles of divers around the southwest and here's one of the best Tori who used to run coastal water dive now it's commercial water dive and Tori you were the first person in my mind when I got issued this challenge how are you mate hey I'm good good this morning fantastic in the southwest (sighs) Have you uh, got a sexy mask that you're going to be proudly displaying today? <laughs> well, right now I'm wearing my Tobey Maguire Spider-Man mask, if you, if you must know. <laughs> I love it. I love um, how much personality is coming out in everyone's masks these days. But you and I, we prefer an entirely different sort of mask, and that is the scuba diver's mask. And after receiving this challenge of trying to work out how I can do a show from underwater... Well, commercial divers have to communicate underwater, so are you able to fill me in what you told me the other day? Absolutely. So essentially we're wearing an OTS band mask, which is a a commercial diving mask which encapsulates our our whole face and features. So our our mouth has no regulator in it like a snorkel. Uh, Our nose is free. Essentially, your head is is stuck in this uh, inside of a, an aquarium, so you're like a reverse of what a fish would normally see. So we're looking out through an airspace, and uh, we have to equalise differently. You can talk and breathe in this mask, which is why nothing is in your mouth. So we push a little button on the side of the mask, and that allows us to communicate with the divers underwater or the surface support crew on the boat. Right. So with the surface support crew on the boat, how clear is the comms and how deep can you dive with this gear? 
Uh, we can dive down to a depth of uh, 50 metres, which is past the recreational depths as that's, commercial divers. That's past my um, abilities. <laughs> <laughs> so, so clarity-wise, uh, depending where we dive uh, in the southwest at the time, but uh, clarity-wise, we can hear if you push the button in every breath you take, Ooh. every murmur you make, <laughs> and every... Uh, Every interesting uh, note that you would talk about. Well, that's uh, an excellent uh, Triple M analogy there with a bit of a police reference. I love it. Um, (laughs) So, Tori, given that it seems like you have access to this equipment that if it's compatible with the tech gear for the radio station, I haven't haven't come into a roadblock. Would you be willing to let me use some of your gear with you and perhaps take some of your divers with me on this adventure? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my boys are always up for uh, new challenges, and uh, you definitely sound like a challenge. So that's great. <laughs> Is there any of them who's a, who's a little bit of a, you know, a bit of a rock star in their own lunchbox that would li- would enjoy the media attention? Oh yeah, I've got uh, one particular one in mind, other than myself, of course, and uh, that'd be <laughs> Shannon. And uh, Shannon's uh, definitely uh, got his heart set on um, coming and getting wet. Oh, this is huge news. All right. Well, I suppose the next step is um, what do we do? Like, do I need any training on it or is it pretty pretty basic? No, no, we'll definitely get you in the pool and get you some training done uh, with Shannon and myself to make sure you're comfortable and competent wearing the gear. I, I know you're already a paddy diver and have adventures in the southwest on the Busso Jetty in a shore diving canal rocks looking for sea dragons and, and whatnot. So um, <laughs> this will be something something a little bit different. We'll, we'll train you up and get you prepared. Amazing. All right. We haven't hit a roadblock yet. Tori, big thanks to you and the team at Commercial Water Dive. Uh, we're going to make this happen, mate, you and I. Absolutely. Let's make it work. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Angie for breakfast. Her name is Emma Brown. She's the Festival of Bustleton president. And thank you so much for lining up so many incredible events over summer in a time where it's tricky to have events. <laughs> it is tricky, but we are delighted to be able to put them on. Um, we're a group of volunteers. We're a completely non-for-profit and we're all, all volunteers. And we just really love what we do. And we love putting on these events for the community. Where did the Festival of Bustleton originate from? So we're about 58 years old now. Um, we, it was started, I'm, I'm guessing, by just a similar group of volunteers who wanted to start putting on events um, for the community. And uh, what better time to do it than in January because it's the most beautiful time of the year to be visiting Bustleton and um, doing some really great things along our foreshore. So it started from there and it's evolved a lot since then. Um, there were... Um, beauty pageants back in the day, float parades. Um, they used to take a boat down the uh, Bass River. Um, unfortunately, that's not a, an option for us anymore so much. Um, but we've evolved it and we've moved in forward with the times and, and keep changing it every year. And But the one consistent thing that we do keep offering is Petticoat Lane, which is happening tonight. Perfect. So Petticoat Lane is where you shut down the main streets of Bustleton. All the traders come out, market stalls, food, and it's a it's a reflection of Petticoat Lane in London, which has its own grand old history. Yes, absolutely. So this um, event tonight, we have shut down the main street of Prince Street in Bustleton. Um, we have got that lined with market stall tonight. We've got heaps of food options and entertainment at either end. 
Um, so it'll take you from the top of Prince Street all the way down to the end of the foreshore. Once you get to the end of the foreshore, we'll have heaps of food down that end. Um, then the chocolate wheel, which is a super popular one from the Lions Club, will be happening. And then down that end as well, we've also got carnival rides, which have been on the foreshore all, um, all month. So you know, once you've had your fun at Petticoat Lane and you're full of food and you've been uh, entertained, you can also continue on on some carnival rides. Yeah, beautiful. And it's going to be a hot, balmy night. So take your bathers, you can eat, you can have a dip. Oh, it's going to be spectacular. It's going to be fantastic. And um, we're really looking forward to seeing everybody coming out and and celebrating. Of course, with the latest um, COVID outbreak, we do have to ask um, guests to wear masks whilst we're at an outdoor event and we are very COVID safe and we do have our COVID marshals being um, super safe tonight, we really do encourage mask use because it's such a popular event. Social distancing may not be possible. So uh, just bring your mask along, check in via Safe WA and um, make sure you use your sanitizer, of course, and everyone will have a fantastic night. And then the big one on Saturday, it's the yeah. fireworks and the festival concert. Yes, we're really looking forward to this. So this is the big main event. Um, on Saturday night, we've got this and Cece performing on our main act stage. Um, again, we'll have heaps of food trucks down there, or you can bring yourself a picnic and sit down on the foreshore. Hopefully the weather's just as beautiful. I have actually looked at the forecast. You can probably tell me that. But it's hot it's, and balmy and beautiful. That, <laughs> uh, beautiful. So what a great night to be sitting on a beach. You can go for a dip. And then we've got our fireworks currently scheduled for 9pm, um, which are launched off, um, midway off the jetty. So um, you'll be able to see them from the foreshore. You've got a great vantage point. It's a definitely a crowd favourite. Oh, beautiful. Emma, look, thank you so much for, to you and your team of incredible volunteers for bringing this to us. So if everyone oh, heads out to Petticoat Lane tonight or the fireworks or any of the other events, if you see any of the committee, give them a, a, a big smile under your mask, smile with your eyes and say thank you because without people like you being really dedicated, then we don't get to have any fun. So really appreciate it, Emma. Check out Festival of Bustleton online for all the details. When you tell someone to get lost, usually it's an insult, but not for this guy. Welcome to Wayne's World. Did you get lost this weekend, Wayno? Oh, Angie, I'm getting lost every weekend at the moment, <laughs> but but only with work. Uh, but I did have Sunday off, and but I've been listening to you a bit more lately. Oh. I'm sorry, I, I don't always listen to you, do I, Angie? That's all right, neither does my mum. Yeah, my mum did a lot. <laughs> So I'm listening to you last week, and I was tuned in on your little chat about Ockies. Ah, oh, that would have been one of my good news segments. I do it at uh, quarter ten, quarter past six every morning. I will find some sort of good news. And yes, I was talking about the the what was the common octopus in West Australia. The scientists have discovered it's actually um, a unique species to mm. the rest of Australia. So it got its own name, and it's Octopus Jinda, which means star in you know. Local language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, and star. I mean, we all want to be stars, don't we? Yeah, exactly. And octopus kind of are stars of the ocean. So. Oh, it's to do with their shape, not their style. Okay, I got that wrong, eh? <laughs> Listen, they're very intelligent creatures, as you said on the radio. I love that. And it reminded me about uh, when they started the demersal closed season, season here years ago, and you couldn't go and catch dewies and pinkies. And, and September, a lot of cephalopods. Oh. Did I say cephalopod? That's a fancy word. 
I think that's the family or the species name yep. for ockies, squids and cuttlefish. Okay. Anyway, I wrote an article for the local newspaper, so my mate and I decided to go out and try and target cuttlefish, which I don't think anyone's ever done. So we had 50 metres deep water, 30 great big squid jigs, and oh my God, we landed seven. Wow. But have you seen a southern cuttlefish, how big they are? Yes. <laughs> All right, so we've got one of them. We let a few go. We didn't catch too many. We've got one sitting in this big bucket, right? And I'm saying to me, mate, I'll go, hey, listen, you should see how easy it is. You just go and you just grab these things around the neck, basically, right? Because you don't, you know, you, you want to, let me put this nicely, you want to demise the animal quickly, right, if you're going to keep it. And, you know, I've got this dirty, great big eye that's just looking at me. And as I rush in my hand into the bucket, it beaks me on the thumb. <laughs> no, and listen, you've told me Armor. not to swear today, so I can't swear. <laughs> well, I've um, I have a feeling that cuttlefish are really quite cheeky creatures. I had a wonderful encounter with one. I was on a scuba dive at Rotnest, and you know, there's like all mm. the cave systems around there. Well, they so, love them. So I'm down, I find this big beauty, and he's up the back of the cave, kind of coming forward. They're very curious, just coming to check me out. Next minute, the formation of his tentacles looks like he's flipped me off and he's given me the bird. <laughs> and that was the time I got flipped off by a cuttlefish. <laughs> and, he, and he probably did it with different colours and everything. It was it was the most beautiful and elegant bird I've ever been given. <laughs> oh, that's a beauty. Yeah, well, you've seen some of those documentaries and stuff where they make their way through test tube mazes and, oh, my God, it's incredible. It's very cool. And I actually, I went for a snorkel on Saturday and I saw some squid. Mm. I went for a scuba dive on Sunday at the Bustleton Jetty and I saw a octopus jinder. I also saw a cuttlefish and there was heaps going on in the water. So uh, get out there and enjoy it, Wayne. All right, and I'm looking forward to this little underwater radio gig that's coming up, Ange. Ah, let's talk about that next week. Roger, will do. All right. Angie's a scrappy backpacker from way back. Scrimping on the small stuff to save for the big adventures. Pablo, well, he's a tight ass. But who will be Triple M's biggest scab? So cheap. It's back for 2022. Triple M's biggest scab where the Southwest takes on the Pilbara to track, to trace, not COVID outbreaks. No, interesting people, stories and things in our lives. And the man that does this with me is Pablo. Good morning. Angie, good morning. Happy New Year. And no, we are not tracing, finding and looking down our Safe WA apps or any of that kind of stuff. It's all fun. It's all frivolous. It's uh, Triple M's biggest scab because Pablo and I are very proud of our scabbing abilities throughout our life. Um, Pablo has continued to be a scab, um, and I just, you know, I've just done it out of habit. You know, I like to be thrifty with my time and my money. <laughs> well, you said to me, uh, before we jumped on, it's your turn to come up with something for you. So I started thinking, what have we been through recently? And the sort of first thing that sort of came to mind was Christmas, right? Ah, yes. That, that old thing. Was that, that old chestnut. God, it wasn't even a month ago. I already feel like it was six <laughs> months ago. <laughs> yes, welcome to 2022. Ugh. 
So Christmas, right? All we right. get some good presents, we get some mediocre presents, and we get some pretty average presents. Yep. Let's be honest. And a couple of years ago, I got a present from someone that you know, actually, uh, Amy, <laughs> who worked here at Triple M with us, uh, gave me a present that not only horrified me, but basically useless, right? It was some balls. <laughs> Well, it's about time, really. <laughs> <laughs> a ball sack that you hang off uh, the back of your car. No. Yeah. No, she did not get you those. Yeah, and I like it's the most useless present. I'm never going to drive around town with a ball sack hanging off the back of my car, right? <laughs> it's not happening. I mean, it's we see happening. those people with the ball sacks, <laughs> and we see you, and we know you're there, and that's fine. Pablo is not a ball sack hanging <laughs> off his toe bar kind of guy. <laughs> not me at all. So I officially put that in its own category of worst Christmas present I have ever received, Ange. I can't believe Amy got you that. She's notoriously <laughs> really good with presents. Amy, well, Amy, Amy. So ball sack was my worst Christmas present of all time. So the mission... This week on WA's Biggest Scab is top that. I want you to find someone who is genuinely annoyed at the Christmas present that they got this year. Well, it's definitely not me, so I am going to have to look further afield. I got, I think, one of the most incredible Christmas presents of my entire life from the fiancé. A trip for two out of Bremer Bay to go and watch the orca in their habitat in the wow. Bremer Canyon. I know. Incredible, absolute spoilt girl. Uh, so, yes, if you got the worst Christmas present in the Southwest, call me up. one triple three five three. I can disguise your voice if you need me to. <laughs> if you don't want to upset anyone, I know these things can get a bit political. But uh, let's hear some stinkers for Christmas. Can you beat Pablo's ball sack? <laughs> 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 One triple three five three. It's Triple M's biggest scab. Angie for breakfast. Triple M. So excited about the underwater scuba dive. I can't even tell you. Uh, there's so much to do between now and then, though. I've got to sort of have a training session with Tori and his counterpart Shannon to make sure I can use the equipment and all that sort of stuff, and basically just take it one step at a time. If we come across a roadblock, we come across a roadblock. But in the meantime, we'll keep tracking it down. Something else that happened this week is we got mandated here in the southwest to wear masks in public indoor places. And so I did, you know, a pretty basic Facebook post. I took a selfie while I was in the studio of me with my mask on, and just said, I think this is the best I've looked. Let me see your sexy mask fashion. You know, the whole idea is I want this to be two-way communication. And so I had a bunch of people posting up their funnies and, you know, just taking it for the good-hearted natured post that it was. But as seems to be the case everywhere at the moment, it quickly took a nasty edge. I ended up getting a comment, the media is a virus. <laughs> Ouch, <laughs> my feeling. Now, I've got a, I've got a thick skin and I, I get that it probably isn't a personal attack, but it's really hard when there's only maybe a handful of us that monitor the Southwest Triple M page and when people put stuff up like that on a post that I created, it, it does feel personal and I'm not too proud to say that. 
But I just wanted to talk about that perception. You know, when people are screaming about the mainstream media and all the rest of it, I'm, I've got a foot in all camps with this. There are definitely sections of the media that are really influential and really powerful and we need to constantly be checking up on that power balance because the media's job is to balance out the power of the government and it's a whole complex ecosystem, if you will, on how to do that. There are many different ways that we access the media. So calling it the mainstream media is very, very broad. My section of the mainstream media is to host a breakfast show for Triple M Southwest. Now, I don't have a producer. I don't have a co-host. It's just me. People don't tell me what to say or how to think or what to believe, and they don't rein me in if I do want to have a rant about something or if I'm passionate about something or, you know, if I'm worried about something, you know, that that's on me. But also, my time slot is six till nine in the morning. It's lighthearted. You want some music. We want to know what's happening around the Southwest. I love where I live and I am a part of this community and I'm so proud of this community and I know we're going to be fine in the coming months when things get difficult because I've seen it from us before in times of fire and flood, in cyclones up north. Um, two years ago when we first encountered this horrible virus and I know that we're going to be okay. What I What my point was is that you know, it's just me here. <laughs> There's not a big agenda behind that. And when I see things like the media is a virus, he followed that up with a comment saying, you're just as bad as politicians, liars and traitors, all of you. It is hard not to take it personally. So I suppose whilst, you know, I don't have a glass jaw and I screamed into the ocean, I had a beer at the pub and then I had another swim in the ocean and I felt much better about everything. When you're on the internet, when you're commenting and posting and sharing, when you reply to people who are looking for that reaction, whether it's, you know, for or against, or I don't care what the view is, but the more we feed this machine of anger and outrage, the more it will grow. So when you see something that makes you cross, don't be like me and bite, because I did reply to a couple of these comments that popped up on this post. Don't bite, just let it go. And we can all be part of that because when you feed that algorithm, it shows it to more people and more people and more people. And it, we just we just don't need that in our lives. So that was a little bit of extra from me today on some of the behind the scenes sort of stuff. But um I've said it on air so many times, and I'm going to say it here now. We have such a lovely corner of the internet on our Triple M pages. Um, it usually just stays really nice, really positive, and really local. And I just want to thank you for that because the people that do interact with the show are wonderful human beings with all sorts of different opinions, and we can all have sensible, rational, adult conversations with each other. And I just wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being amazing in what you do. So you've been amazing. I've been Angie and I'll catch you next time. Angie for breakfast.